What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the NXT TakeOver in your house, in my house, in Jose's house, post-show uh, review. Uh, I'm your host, Corey Smith, and uh, back joining me again, making his triumphant return, number 29 in the Royal Rumble, supposed to be out for eight months with surgery, came back in one <laughs> week, John Cena Powers, Mr. Jose Osegueda. How's everybody doing out there? How are you doing, Mr. Smith? I'm doing good today. How are you today, sir? I mean, yeah, everything going good? How have you? You've been out for a long time. Uh, you've been gone at City Wrestling Radio. Um, what's going on with you in the life of Jose Osegueda? City Wrestling you know, Jay. Uh, surviving the COVID, surviving the protests, surviving the cops. Yeah. Surviving, you know? There you We're go. doing what we can to get to the next day, you know? Amen to that. Um, but, you know, we're here to talk about NXT TakeOver in your house, in our houses, like I said, um, because we can't really go anywhere, even though everyone else in America is. But we live in San Francisco, and we can't. We believe much. in science over here. Apparently, and circles and parks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. Nonetheless, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, everyone, at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, it's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio especially with, uh, you know, I, I was posting last night about a, uh, an announcement today, Monday, uh, and I was, you know, saying, hey, big news to come, City Wrestling Radio. Right, and, right. You know, I, I think it's time for, to, you know, slowly dip our toes back into a second weekly show. Ooh. You know, you know I think you and I, uh, it, it, it's, it's time to get back together, you know, the main roster mates, at least to talk uh, you know, talk wrestling News. every week and, uh, every week if there's a pay-per-view, of course, that's what we'll be reviewing, uh, main rostered like next week, we will be reviewing WWE backlash. It'll be my first full WWE pay-per-view and I'll, I've watched all the way through and I had to review in a long time and it'll probably be a lot of eye rolls, but Hey, what, what was the last one we did rumble? I believe so. Yes, uh, it was rumble. Yeah. Uh Oh. This is see this is this is what happens when you make huge announcements through Zoom, <laughs> uh, especially with City Wrestling Radio. Uh, but yeah, like I said, yeah, it was Rumble, and uh, like I said, this week NXT Takeover, next week WWE Backlash, and uh, when there is no pay per view, we're gonna start doing some retro reviews, uh, starting off with the very first Sunday Night Heat WWE oh, or WWF. That's gonna be so great! I can't wait for that. Well, you know, I thought it was a good. It was a good show to start because I actually started watching it the other day and I was like, you know what? Jesus Christ, for a, a, not even a secondary show, for a third show, they really fucking. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, we're going to get into all that every week. Mondays here on YouTube, SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio, all of that or wherever you get podcast. So there you go. That was your announcement, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, everyone clapping. Thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, takeover happened last night, uh, Sunday. What um, uh, what are your initial thoughts on the show? A lot of stuff happened. Um, yeah, you know, de- six decent matches. show. It wasn't, you know, NXT quality shows. It was a right. very, very good WWE show. It was a mediocre NXT show. Right. Um. Well, I think there's, you know, some things to do at play. I think there's, um, you know, there are still some people, I think, out that aren't, we haven't seen in a while, but I can't, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I can't 
without going back thinking, oh, who are we? You know, I mean, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have Roderick Strong in the mid card picture. Um, and they're also, you know, bringing a lot of people up to the main roster yeah. um, because of people not being there because of COVID, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not being um, able to travel. Exactly. Such. Mm-hmm. So you have people going up to the main roster. So that leaves a kind of an empty hole on the NXT roster. And then you have to bring up people like Dexter Loomis. Who? Yeah. Who's that? Who's the super creeper leather, you know, daddy. Yeah. UFC what at, they like, call him? The, um, the failed. What, what was it? Oh, he, what was he? Who's he? He's like something, the artist, the, um, yeah. The failed artist or something. Or not like failed that. or like the, the psychotic artist oh, disgruntled or something like that know, he had mental Maybe. issues he was an artist with mental issues uh dexter loomis i i just don't I, I don't get it he draws pictures and he kidnaps people and apparently mm-hmm. we'll see what happens but we'll get into all of that eating tonight but each and every week like i said here uh check it out we're gonna be talking wrestling so i'm glad to have you back jose it's good to be back. I miss the microphone. I miss hanging out with you guys. Uh, if we can't do it in person, we at least could do it over Zoom. Exactly. You know, and, uh, you know, I think this is actually gets us on more platforms with the video. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually working to our advantage. Let's, so, let's use it. Let's get into it. Uh, let's kick it off with uh, tonight. NXT TakeOver in your house started with, uh, was it Todd Pattengale? Mm-hmm. That was his name. Kicking off the show, running down the whole card. He was kind of uh, there the entire night uh, making jokes, you know, about a house being given away and 900 numbers. And I mean, it was it was funny. It's very um, 80s, 90s, right? Yeah. I mean, the vibe he was trying to portray. Well, the whole show was that very like 90 or like late 80s, early 90s vibe, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it even reminded me of like when I was a kid and I would go to someone's suburban house. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. and I would always look at that that um, in your house set, and it would always remind me of that. So, right, uh, so was that one kid that got all the pay per views, right? Exactly, uh, which was my cousin. So, <laughs> um, then we uh, then we have a lot of angry white people screaming a promo or singing the intro song. I mean, um, mm-hmm. well, it was a, it was this band was it Code Orange or something like that? I, you know what? I wasn't paying attention. I was um, like, I'm going to go get me a snack while this happens. Code Orange, apparently. A Grammy award winner or Grammy nominated. What? Yeah, that's what I that's what I was told tonight. So, I mean, they they seemed very... I actually thought it was funny because they were singing. I was like, this is a this is a very angry song. But not, but I <laughs> um, I saw one guy come up behind the uh, the lead singer, and I was like, is that, is that Dexter Loomis again? Being a weird, creepy guy? Just... But it was it was like the um the guitarist just like playing with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you're going full uh going full gooch in this, you know what I mean? Trying to take the spotlight here. So <laughs> um and then uh let's see, then we kind of kicked it off with the first match of the night, which was the six woman tag match, um, which was Dakota Kai, uh Raquel Gonzalez, and Candice LeRae versus Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackwell, and Mia Yim. Uh, let's see, Larray. Was it was Larray? She, she kind of starts off the match first with Mia Yim. Um, tags out quickly. What did you? I mean, I didn't like this match at all. I I could sit here and run down the match, you know. But you know, it, it was it, no. You don't have to run down the match. I, I thought it was a decent opener. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in the future, all these ladies are going to be stars. I mean, what? I mean, was it a decent see, opener? I'll, I'll, 
it, it, it was decent. I, I don't have any problems with it. I didn't think it lacked anything. What do you think it lacked? I mean, compared to like NXT TakeOver openers, you'd have like matches, uh, you know, like Undisputed Era versus like Viking Raiders or, you know what I mean? Or Right, right. Well, I mean, AOP it's just, you know. Versus, uh, uh, versus DIY and um, mm-hmm. God, the revival, you know? Right, right. Well, it's it just, it, it if it settles my point of this being a, a, a very good WWE event, but not a very good NXT event. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was decent. I, you know, I take it. Yeah. Um, I saw a very good takeover show. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a typical six person tag match. WWE six person tag match. Uh, the heels focusing on Shotzi kind of isolating her from her teammates. Kai knocks down Gonzalez off the edge of the ring. Hot tag to Mia Yim. Candice LeRae in the ring. Dragon soup, which Mia Yim could hit a fabulous dragon suplex. I yeah. will say that. Uh, to Candice LeRae. Uh, Dakota Kai kept kicking Raquel Gonzalez. Not, I mean, not intentionally, but there it was like over and over again in the match. At a certain point, Raquel Gonzalez, I mean, it's like she is going to be like, yo, hey, Dakota. Me again? Come on. And, uh, I mean, it's going to happen. I think they're building to the inevitable Raquel Gonzalez face turn. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to see Raquel Gonzalez as a face just because she's a little different than what we've seen before. You know? She's a, she's a really good Nia Jax. She's, well, she's bigger, <laughs> and she's not, you know, well, Nia Jax. I mean, a really good Nia Jax? I mean, what, what constitutes that? Somebody who's wrestled for three weeks? Someone who's somewhat safe. I don't see Raquel making much. Like she's, I don't want to say sturdy. I think that's the wrong word. Um, she hasn't. She hasn't. She hasn't injured anyone yet. Let's say that. Yeah. So far, she so has good. not injured anyone yet. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, solid. Solid. eventually, Kai kicks. Like I said, kicks Gonzalez when Shotzi evades the kick. Prompts uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi to kick Gonzalez out of the ring. Hits the shiniest wizard on Dakota Kai. Tegan Knox, Tegan Knox gets the pin and the win on Dakota Kai. Uh, yeah, it, it was I mean, fun. I had fun. They, I mean, there was like, some good parts. Like, not the match I'd start the show with, but it was a match. Kind of left zero impression on me. I mean, not okay. Tegan, Tegan Knox and uh, Candice Ray looked pretty good, but I felt like I felt like a lot of the other women looked pretty sloppy. Really, you know, Shotzi looked good. I thought. Shotzi's got a lot of energy. I will say that, you know, and a lot of charisma. Um, And she's very, very well trained. Um, There's just some times where I feel like, you know, she's just kind of overshot some stuff. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. simmer down a little bit. Let's let's like, don't don't kill yourself. Yeah. Is she legit from Oakland or are they just billing her that way? I mean, she's I mean, unless she like moved to Oakland. I mean, I know she lived in Oakland. She trained in Oakland. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Because you remember that other chick, that she old wrestled, chick? Yeah. What was she, her name? Oh, um, Eva Marie. Yeah, from Concord, California. Which, well, she was from like one town over. I mean, I guess if you're from the East Bay, you can say Oakland, California. What is she going to say, like El Cerrito? Like, I'm from, from El Cerrito. From Fremont, California. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it has to be a, like a recognizable name. And it's funny mm-hmm. how no one ever says San Francisco. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I think the last person to say they're from San Francisco was like, no, I think the Usos did actually. 
Yeah, you know what? You're, Earlier yeah. in their career, I think they did. Yeah. And um, the last person before them, I think, was Brutus the Barber. I was going to say either Brutus the Barber or, um, God, who was the other one? The one that was like the gay character. That's the barber. Well, well I mean, he was flamboyant. Brutus Beefcake. Oh, he was just a um, coke um, <clears throat> Nah, nonetheless. Uh, then we go into an old school uh, parody commercial for some WWE ice cream sandwiches. I went to Safeway on the way um, way back home earlier after getting some dinner. Could not find these things. It's a little disappointing. I wanted to eat one on the air. Right. You know, but uh, yeah. no ice cream sandwiches for us tonight. Sorry, Jose. Only 150 calories. You know, it's a perfect treat. And I, you know, they were funny. I will say that, you know, because it was, yeah. you know, it was like paid for by your, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, paid for your local consideration. Uh, then we have Finn Balor versus Damian Breeze, which, I mean, I'll be honest, probably competed in my head for match of the night. Too soon in the card, one hundred percent. I I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, or I mean, either I think with this match it could have started the show. You know, I think it would have been a good way to kick yeah. off the show. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor comes down and immediately goes after Damian Priest. Uh, the two exchange strikes uh, take the fight to the outside, leading to uh, Balor being tossed into the stairs. Backbreaker to Balor on the edge of the ring, which, if you didn't know, hardest part of the ring. Uh, um, <laughs> Balor relentlessly kicking Priest uh, next to the barricade. Priest goes back into the uh, ring, hits the broken arrow, broken arrow on Finn Balor, and then comes back out, hits the razor's edge on Finn Balor again to the edge of the ring, working the back of Finn Balor. Two spinning roundhouse kicks to Balor. Shotgun drop kick to Balor. Balor goes for a coup de gras on Priest. Uh, but Priest, uh, did you see that cool spot where Priest comes up and just grabs him by the throat? Yeah. And I felt like this match really made Priest in my eyes. Because I didn't okay. like him for a couple, for since ever. Jumping. Yeah, since, mm-hmm. he, since he came in. I have nev- never been a Damien Priest fan. But... I think after tonight, I really liked him. Yeah, well, Finn has a way of making people look good, so I can see why true. you would think that. <laughs> um, You're like, that's you what I didn't have. I, no, I think um, the kid shows a ton of potential. Right yeah. now, he's in his, uh, what I like to equate to as the Rocky Maivia stage yeah. of his career. Oh, you know, still early. Priest. He's still trying to find his settings, his, his footing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, then there was a really kind of deadly spot where I saw Finn Balor hits the coup de gras on mm-hmm. Damian Priest, the back of his head. Yeah. Oh, about to burp there. Uh, yeah, he hits the, uh, the coup de gras on the back of his head, which I thought could have been like a cool way to finish. Like, I think sometimes people need to improvise, improvise these finishes, you know, not just because mm-hmm. in WWE eyes, you know, if you don't hit the move the way it was intended, it's not hitting it with full force. Yeah. But if you're hitting the back of the head, you're concussed, buddy. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that should be hurt 10 times worse. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that should have been the finish of the match. But no, this is Finn Balor. And he gets up, hits the coup de gras on Damian Priest one more time. The pin and the win. Uh, I guess this sets a record for Finn Balor with 11 wins. The most takeover wins in NXT takeover history. Okay, then why ain't he at main eventing? Why isn't he at the you know opening? Uh, yeah, the not show? not to exactly what I was about to say next is I think he is going to take the title off Adam Cole. 
That's what I think too. You're gonna the way they were hyping him up and giving him juice. It sounds like he's gonna carry the company from here until way past the end of summer. Well, you, you know the thing is, is there's a reason they brought Finn Balor back to NXT. And what I, was that? And I don't think they can think anyone can beat Adam Cole legitimately. You know, Keith Lee could. Yeah, could. but Keith Lee right now is involved in another. Well, we'll get to Velveteen. Um, yeah. Keith Lee, I, yeah, he could, but he's involved with another storyline right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he could in the future, I guess. I mean, but then he would have to lose and then build him back, you know. What happened to your boy Riddle? He couldn't uh, handle the NXT championship? I, I didn't say he was my boy. You know, no, I some mean, what people, happened to Michael's boy? So, I think there's some people, though, in NXT and that have um, not won titles, but <laughs> then go on to win <laughs> titles in the main roster. It's WWE, man, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna push and pull whoever they want, and I'm sure he's just getting pulled up to the main roster just so they can keep eyes on him. Yeah, they they, they threw out the old uh, how to uh, get wrestlers over handbook a long time ago. Yeah, and I honestly, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's one of those things, like, you know, keep people, you, you know, they want to keep an eye on him, so they're going to keep him on the main roster as opposed down to NXT where, you know, he could be doing whatever. And he's... More money for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because uh, Adam Cole, I mean, I don't think is making as much money as, say, like Apollo Crews is right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of Adam Cole, though. Yeah, I can't wait for Adam Cole against Adam uh, Page. Uh, wait. Uh, AEW NXT. Oh, in AEW, you mean? Yeah, you know, it's swirling, but I don't. You, you think it's true? You, you want to see Adam no, Cole? No. There's there's no way Triple H lets this kid go. No, no, he he they they put too much um, put too much of the future of NXT of WWE within Adam Cole, totally. especially totally. Triple H. You know, he's one of the he's one of the people that I think Triple H sees himself in. So, mm-hmm. uh, because of that, that's why Adam Cole gets a star in his very own Ico Pro commercial, <laughs> which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, some of these commercials were great. Some of them were a little, a little cheesy. But uh, Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee. What did you think of the match, Jose? Gargano can wrestle with anyone, anyone. It doesn't matter what your name is, what your skill level is. Gargano can wrestle with anyone. Yeah, yeah. No, I he he can. The only thing about this match, I feel for Gargano, I feel like even though they're both really great competitors. I feel like oh, it's funny the Ico Ico Pro commercial just played behind you. Uh, we are literally oh, at, we we have literally caught up with ourselves. Um, yeah, right. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, no, yeah, Gargano and Keith Lee are both great competitors, but I will say this: they are way too different of styles. Sure. You know, I felt like Gargano was slowing down a lot. Where he had to. Well, absolutely. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So. In order for him to do that, I felt like Gargano didn't seem like his crisp is like crispness. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But so you gotta learn it, man. You, you gotta know it. Uh, but because uh, once you go to the main roster, there's there's some slow MFers up there. Uh, Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Corbin and Braun, even though they might never wrestle. Oh, <laughs> did you see Braun and SmackDown? Oh, well, I saw the dude get hit by a car, dude. I think he <laughs> might be all right. <laughs> Oh uh, uh, so let's say Keith Lee comes down uh, with his uh, with a message on the back of his vest. Black lives matter because black lives matter. No shit. 
We we know. You know, it, it's one of those things we all support, and we you know, and, and that's concur. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say we. Like I said, if you didn't see it on our last show, it's a hundred something we hundred percent concur and agree with here at City Wrestling Radio. Black lives 100. matter. So, you know, you know, it's one of those things. That, it, yeah, I'm not gonna get too into it, but yeah, yeah, Black yeah. Lives Matter because why? Black Lives Matter. That's why. <laughs> I. I I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. it just really is disappointing when people don't get it. Yeah. They don't get the point of that phrase. It's frustrating. And no, but I'm, yeah. I'm really glad to see Keith Lee using his voice with the black lives matter message on the back of his vest. He he doesn't get away with this at the main roster, right? Oh, I mean, I think in today's day and age. Yeah. He probably could. You know what? Let's see what happens. Uh, Monday night. Let's see if we see new day rocking, uh, rocking something or, um, uh, what you call it? Uh, the profits. Let's see if they wear the anything profits. or mention it at all. Well, the street profits are all in uh, pre-taped segments. That been mm-hmm. taped week. So, well, what are they doing this week? It's like a triathlon. Oh, that's right. Uh, so let's see. Gargano. I mean, he's super confident in himself because he's Johnny Gargano. He comes out. I kind of like the way he comes out because he's supposed to be coming out of the house mm-hmm. of the in your house set, locking the door behind him, putting the key in his trunks. Um, hey ref pay attention yeah uh let's see gargano like i said goes for a tope but lee catches him like a little baby which i thought was a pretty funny moment gargano then tries to run away and leave through the house uh, but the door is locked which i was like dude you have the key in your trunks it, you know what i mean it didn't really make sense for me to him yeah i don't know because he made it super public that he put the key in his trunks it wasn't mm-hmm. like he did it secretly he was getting beat up so much he forgot about it i i guess <laughs> I guess. Isn't that concussions? Aren't those concussions? Yeah, that's totally a concussion. Yeah. Uh, Gargano tries uh, to get away, like I said. Uh, he eventually, uh, taking over, focusing uh, cheap tactics, rubbing his arm and back and forth into the eyes of Keith Lee, trying to break Lee's fingers through the post screws. Camel clutch to Keith Lee. Gargano then slows down the pace of the match. Lee fights back, uh, swatting Gargano down like a fly when he goes for the outside-inside spear. And... Uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, Tope DDT to Keith Lee on the outside by Johnny Gargano, which I thought was probably the spot of the match right here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when Larray and Mia Yim came out to brawl because, you know, these guys are married or not married. Well, Gargano and Larray are. Mm-hmm. Mia Yim and I guess Lee have been dating for a while. Okay, well, Mia came out like she exited a time machine from the '90s. Well, with her with her like sweatpants with on, super baggy sweatpants and Timberland boots. You know what? She's a child. Of the, she's a child of the '90s. Yeah, she 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 does what she knows, and I commend her for that. Um, let's see, multiple head kicks to Lee, but Lee kicks out after a two count. Um, Lee picks up Gargano by the throat, hits a spirit bomb to Gargano, power bomb into the BBC. I'm sorry, big bang catastrophe to Cargano <laughs> and the pin and the win. Uh, my final thesis of this match was it was a great match, but Gargano, like I said, seemed like he was working super slow at a pace where he seemed like a, it was a clash of styles between both men. It all started when they were doing that that exchange on the outside after the first tope when he got caught. Yeah. And then they were on the apron and doing that big, you know, it, it like really slowed down everything. Like he couldn't keep. How am I going to say this? Like he he was trying to re-energize everything, but yeah. Keith Lee wouldn't let it happen just yeah. because he doesn't move fast. 
Yeah, I mean, Keith Lee, he's one of those... Ad, he's pretty agile big guy, but he's not as agile as Johnny Gargano is. He doesn't accelerate. No, exactly, yeah. Um, and I don't think this is as good of a match as um, the match that was before it, Balor no, but it's, and Yeah, Priest. and it was placed at the right place, and it, right in the middle of the card, you know? Yeah. It's a mid-card title that you, you know you get what you pay for. Yeah. Uh, then we have Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream for the NXT Championship. Ooh, uh, cinematic mode gets turned on. It let's uh, every all the editors from Full Sail University. This is your final project of the year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, no, so this is a, a a backlot brawl where Adam Cole drives in on a monster truck, which I swear is probably the same monster truck that they used for Becky Lynch a couple of months ago for sure WrestleMania. Was, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is what I feel like indie shows are going to look like for the first couple of months before there's a coronavirus cure. Like the car surrounding the ring. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Everything outdoors. Which, in the ring, I felt like all the cars surrounding the ring like really messed up the cameras. Like, did you get that same vibe where all the lights were messing everything up? Yeah, because that the, the, the way you light a set is not with a whole bunch of cars surrounding with their high yeah. beams on. Yeah, that's not the way you light a set. So, so. It, it definitely had, you know, um, yeah. it definitely tweaked the way the cinematic mode uh, captured the video yeah um let's see like i said like i said um adam cole pulls in with uh the monster truck and then uh velveteen dream drives in a lamborghini despite morrow saying oh i thought he was gonna drive in a little red corvette mm-hmm. i was like i we get it like we you, you got it into us last week he's i, I thought he shook that whole prince stuff like two years ago did you see nxt last week no i didn't when prince showed up Shut up, <laughs> Prince. Shut I had, up. So, so Velveteen Dream it. looks in the mirror and says, "Mirror, mirror on the wall, who will be the fairest NXT champion oh, of them I all?" I did see that. I did see and that. And then yeah. Prince shows up and he's yeah, like, "You're right. You're right." He's like, "Well, it's gonna be you, Velveteen Dream." Mm-hmm. So I guess the story of this guy um, is that they met him in Florida like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were all, they always had his number on file and they always waited to call him and they never, they always wanted to do something with him, but never did until recently where they were like, Hey, let's just do something. So Good. cheap, cheaper than Justin Guardini. Is that his name? Hey, you know, the, the guy from American Idol one, that, the, that does, uh, Dr. Pepper right now. The, it's the sweet one. Is that him? That's, that's Justin Guardini. Is, is that the guy with the, that had the bouncy hair? Is that Justin yeah, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that was him. That's funny. They're starting to credit him in, in the commercials. Like look on the lower left hand. Good for him, screen, man. Good for him. See. He's like, I want the credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Right on, dude. Uh so he said cinematic match. Uh Velveteen Dream drives up in a Lamborghini, but he comes out dressed like Negan from The Walking Dead in his yeah, uh, yeah. in his Hollywood Hogan Velveteen Dream um leather jacket. Which I mean I don't know he comes came out dressed like Negan I didn't I mean I I kind of I mean I get it because it's that first scene when you see Negan in The Walking Dead mm-hmm. where he comes up and there's cars surrounding everyone it was kind of the same scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I mean that was kind of cool it was but I didn't get the towel wrapped around the bat that was weird well I think the towel wrapped around the bat was supposed to symbolize the because um, in The Walking Dead Negan has barbed wire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm like I don't get why you just didn't have well, I guess because the fans would really want, I would really want them to use it at that point. And yeah, if they had it and they didn't use it, I would have been pissed. 
True. Uh, referee Drake Wartz tells both men that, hey, he's just there to count the, fin- the pinfall. And Regal said, you know, he said, I want to tell you guys, enjoy the spotlight. Which I'm like, dude, this this, <laughs> this sucks. We got to fight. Like, yeah. Who's going to enjoy this? Uh, they start brawling. Uh, the match is, like I said, ruined by all the lights. Cole grabs the title and says, I'm leaving. Uh, Cole then hides in a car. Dream follows, swings the bat. But I felt like I felt like they were supposed to break the windows right here, the car. It was it was that um, the towel they wrapped. It wasn't breaking the, the windows. Yeah. Uh, then an Uber pulls up. They fight through an Uber. Hey, somebody asked for an Uber? I, you know what? You know what would have been great? If they would have gotten the Uber and then you would have went to a different location, they would have pulled out and kept fighting somewhere else. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like someone's like, hey, did someone call a lift? And, and then, then they came back and they come back because the match yeah. has to end in the ring. You know what? Yeah. It's 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 different. Yeah. Like they're Too creative, though, like they're fighting <laughs> in. Yeah, they're fighting in like the Wyatt compound or something. But it's all burnt down because Randy Orton burnt it down, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, the men brawl around. Eventually, Cole beats Dream yells. Uh, Why don't you give up? Because you're stupid. <laughs> oh all right. Uh, Dream <laughs> then slams Cole onto the car. Uh, sets up a ladder next to him. Dream climbs to the top of the ladder. Then a car pulls up, blaring their lights and horns. Uh, of it's, course, it, it's, bl- it blinds Velveteen. Of course it does, because, you know, it's a light pulling mm-hmm. up. So y- y- you got to focus on that. So, uh, so uh, of course, it's uh, Roderick Strong and Bo- um, Bobby Fish. Who would have who thought? Yeah. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly still nowhere to be seen, even though he was in that segment a couple weeks ago. I don't. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like he's still, you know, taking precautions. He's, you know, diabetic. So, mm. got to stay safe out there, guys. You yeah. Know. So Adam Cole's uh, cuts and bruises on his right arm; those are fake, right? I think the cuts and bruises were, but uh, I mean, he fell off when well, Adam Cole fell off that ladder onto the car and broke that window pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how but fake there was that some, there was. Some good editing. Like if I could fast forward right now and show it, I would. But it looked like there was some good editing going on. Like a good cl- a good clip broke, like a little edit job. Like you, you cut on action, right? So when he landed and hit the window, they cut and went away, and then they came back, and he was bleeding. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we can go back. But you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, you, you never know. I might, I might be right. I might be wrong. Uh, let's see. Um, Dream then, like I said, they all fighting, cold bleeding, uh, undisputed error, beat down on Dream. Cole then tells uh, undisputed error, you know what to do. That's when both men grab all the chairs out of the back of the monster truck, start throwing them into the ring, and that's when Dexter Loomis slithers from under the ring, uh, fights off Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish, takes them, puts them in a trunk, drives off with them, only presumably to murder them. So, sorry, that, that sucks, but... Hey, you know, it, it, it is what it is, I guess, at that day and age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dream then laying in the ring. That's when Adam Cole gets in the ring post and goes for the Panama Sunrise. But Dream catches him, hits the Dream Valley driver. Cole kicks out of that after two count. Uh, purple Rainmaker to Cole while he's um, sitting on a chair, which, I don't know, it looked kind of silly to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, why did he crawl on the chair? And it, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he was like. Well, because, like, how do you hit an elbow drop to someone who's sitting upright? Yeah. And why was he sitting to begin with? Oh, I'm so tired. Instead of laying here, I'm going to sit on the well, chair. I mean, to be honest, there's a bunch of chairs around. <laughs> I would take a seat, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, let's see. Oh, shit, I'm not gonna get. We're not gonna get in trouble for for showing this. That's uh, okay. We probably will, but I have to edit it out. It's fine. Oh, I'll put a little blur on. Don't it. worry about it. Right. Uh, then Dream picks up uh, Cole by his hair. He says, "This is why I say Dream over." Um, or sorry, this is um, Dream picks up Cole by the hair, and he says, "This is when I say Dream over." Low blow to Dream. Panama Sunrise. Adam Cole gets the pin and the win to retain the NXT Championship. Like I said, I think they're building up for um, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, and uh, it was um, like I said, if this was anyone other than Dream. I think this has been a really, really, really good match. Yeah. But Dream's storylines have been really convoluted as of late. That, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know. Like, let's think about where this storyline started. This storyline started with um, Velveteen Dream going after Roderick Strong and saying pretty much. Laid him out, yeah. Yeah, and like having his wife um, painted on his tights. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And now it's yeah. Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. Now Dexter Loomis is involved. Now, you know, it's like, oof. yeah, what is going on here? Yeah. So I don't know. What did you think of the match? Uh, I thought that they they wasted uh, cinema mode. It, it could have been a lot better. They they taped this, what, like a week ago? Yeah. A lot more thought could have gone into it. It was just very, it looked like a waste of Matt Hardy's visions. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um. It was what it was. I think they like said they're building up to Adam Cole, uh, Finn Balor. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have uh, DX in the AOL chat room. Oh my god! Watch. They, they had the big tube. Monitor. They're just you know. We get it. You're you you guys are old. You've made that joke a few few weeks in a row now. Yeah. Uh, Tomasa Champa versus Karrion Cross. What did you think of this match going into it? Um, if you're trying to get the guy over like a beast. Okay, that's yeah. what they're doing. Sure, then yeah. fine. But what are you doing with Tommaso though? What does this leave him? Well, he's just stuck in mid card. You know, I just he's gonna be that guy that puts people he's over. Gonna be the measuring stick. You don't get into the main event until you beat Tommaso. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's a it is. Steady but you know, it's kind of like you know, um, it's kind of a waste. Yeah, this guy is so over and could be even more over than he is now. Yeah, uh, he's just—he's you know mid Carter Doom. Uh, Tomas Champa, he takes the cross, um, but the cross—I mean—just smiles at Champa um, while you know Champa keeps hitting him and striking him. They go back and forth. Cross seemingly in control though the entire time. Double hand choke slam to Champa on the edge of the ring. Cross dominating Champa multiple saitos through the match. Um, Champa fights out of the. Uh, fights back, but knocking Cross to the outside. DDT to Cross through the ropes. Champa goes for the fairy tale ending, but Cross powers out, tosses Champa across the ring, and um, I guess he not locks in the was it the Cross jacket he calls it, which is mm-hmm. like a modified headlock. I mean, right? That's his finisher, right? Yeah, yeah. Carrying Cross, it was like a modified headlock. So yeah, it looked weird too. Like um, you could smell the green on this guy. I mean, he's been wrestling for a while. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I've it, seen him at Indy. He, very... he wrestled in the Indies. He wrestled at Impact Killer Cross. He wrestled yeah. in MLW. He wrestled. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him live uh, at West Coast Pro Wrestling here in local Bay Area. He's he's pretty good. Okay. I saw him pull up an Uber, but the Uber almost dropped him off in front of the line. He goes, "Just draw me up there." <laughs> I saw him do the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. So maybe he's nervous. This is his first show, right? Uh, I mean, his first for major first, first NXT. First show. Yeah. yeah. 
his first takeover. So, yeah, he gets the you pin to win. And I mean, good on him. I mean, I think yeah. he needs to look good coming out of this. Oh, yeah. So he, he got a, a, a super, you know, I, I hate how some of these terms are kind of, you know, he, he got a super rub. Yeah. Because, uh, from Tommaso. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we have we cut to the main event of the show. Ray Ripley, Io Shirai, Charlotte Flair. Um, and uh, I mean, I when they started this match, did you what do you hear some weird audio delay? Oh, I didn't get that. OK, maybe it was just my feed. Michael, what was happening? Uh, no, I would. Um, it's like I would hear, you know, I felt like inside the arena, like for the for the you know, NX, NXT. Uh, okay, okay. So, uh, I mean, you know, maybe like I said, maybe it's just my feed. No, 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 maybe it did happen because at this match, that's when the kids came in and they came in screaming. You know what? They're probably big <laughs> Io Shirai fans. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Charlotte leaves the ring to let Rhea and Io start the match. All three women then exchange maneuvers back forth and back and forth because there's three people. Uh, Charlotte thinks she can uh, take out Io and rip Rhea all by herself. Um, then it turns into kind of a two-on-one situation. Rhea misses a cannonball to Charlotte on the outside. Charlotte then locks in, uh, which I thought was really cool, the walls of Jericho transitioning into the Lion Tamer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, damn, and it, she did it pretty good, locking in that Lion Tamer, putting the pressure on the back of... I believe it was Eo's neck. Yeah, Eo Shirai. I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Casadori to a double foot stomp to Charlotte Flair by Eo Shirai. Eo and Ripley both knock out each other with a single punch. Uh, Charlotte double spears both women, but then they kick out. Eo hits a massive springboard dropkick to Rhea Ripley. Natural selection to Eo. All three women battle outside the ring. Charlotte then throws Eo into the Tron area. That's when Charlotte and Rhea brawl into the fake grass area. EO appears above the doorway. That, that looked very uncomfortable, right? Like well, they they didn't really communicate during that sec that little sequitur. Which which part? When they were on the ramp by the door of the house. Uh, I mean, it, like they weren't communicating, right? Like, uh, no, I'm trying to stomp you here. No, I'm not getting. You know, I'm not stop it, that. Charlotte. Yeah, it, it, it could have been. Uh, and EO Shirai then appears from above the house, does a what? diving uh, moonsault, or not a that moonsault, cool. sorry. Uh, diving body splash to both women. Very cool. And then um, they're all three women are back in the ring. We have a figure eight locked into Rhea Ripley. And then Io Shirai hits the moonsault off the top rope to Charlotte Flair. Or was it to Ia or to Ripley? It was, it was to Rhea. Okay, it was to Rhea. Uh, hits yeah. the moonsault to Rhea. Pins Rhea Ripley to win the NXT Women's Championship. <sighs> I mean, it was the first time in a while I watched a pay-per-view and it wasn't spoiled for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was I was mm-hmm. happy. I liked the show. Yeah, I like I like the match. I like this match a lot. At number two. You, you know what, what what was your match of the night? What do you I mean, what did you what did you think of this match at the end of the night? Like after when Io Shirai is your new NXT women's champion, what do you think of that? It was very satisfying for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, like, I think so too. It was like peeling the plastic off the cover of your iPhone when you first buy it. Yeah. And Io Shirai definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's out of the three women like Rhea held the title, Charlotte currently or was holding the title, mm-hmm. and now Eo holds the title. So I think yeah. you know it's it's cool to see her finally win the title, and especially with you know at her current gimmick too. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. She's someone that can probably carry the division for a second. You know, well, she just got another rub from Charlotte, and I think Rhea's Rhea will probably turn turn heel right. 
Yeah, yeah, she, she, she very easily could. She's a better because she was a heel in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. So I think she would be make a better heel than she and she would face. fill the Charlotte void because you know Charlotte's leaving now. Yeah, yeah. With the big hole Becky left, yeah, Charlotte's gonna yeah. fill. Yeah, they're like, well, let's take that title off Charlotte now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I I would need to see her. You're probably gonna need to see her back on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or wherever she goes. Yeah, but it was so refreshing seeing her do you know battle with new talent. Yeah. You know, I, she was getting stale. I think they should do. I think they should. People should have stints in NXT. You know mm. what I mean? I think like because I would love to see like, what if Randy Orton had an NXT style match? You know, what if so and so had an NXT style match? You know, what if it was like Keith Lee versus Sami Zayn? Sam, <sighs> you know, Sami Zayn coming back to NXT from you know exactly. Mm-hmm. What if it was Sami Zayn versus Damian Priest? You know, mm-hmm. what if it? You know, the possibilities are endless. What if it's yeah. Uh, in the share versus uh, Usos, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Um, Io Shirai is your new NXT Women's Champion, and congratulations. What did you think of this show overall? I liked it. You know, if I had to like grade it, solid B plus, almost an A. You know, it's on the cusp. It's right there. Well, like I said earlier, it's a WWE A, but an NXT B. You know, I, I would have to take it one step below that for NXT. C? I think C plus? I, I would have to say it was like a C, C plus for NXT. Uh, it, it was good. It was, I enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I jumped with the finish, but uh, comparative, like if we're going to really compare, like it's you really can't, though. You can't compare this take kind of style of takeover to yeah. like, say, takeover New Orleans or takeover, you know, New York. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why this is a takeover in your house because we all remember the in your house years. They, you know, the, those pay per views were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was. I, I had fun. I, I, you know, it, it was way better than yeah. watching. And some, you always got to. Sorry, sorry, no, to go interrupt. On. And, it, and it's super tough here with Zoom interrupting. But it's almost like the the COVID era and the no crowds docks 10, 15 points from a show off the bat. Uh, immediately, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, I mean, that was NXT TakeOver in your house, from our houses to your house, or the bathroom, the toilet that you're sitting on, watching us on your phone. Maybe, wherever you're watching us. Thank you. <laughs> right. Uh, so, guys. Wash was, your hands. Yeah. Guys, don't forget, wash your hands, um, wear a mask, and Black Lives Matter. And it's Indeed. Pride Month. And, and, and happy Pride Month. Yay. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Um for today don't forget to like share and subscribe at cwr415 facebook twitter and instagram and we'll see you guys later bye bye bye